0: A spell on you. And now you're mine. (laughs) You can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No! No! Don't listen to them! Been 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. (laughs) I.
1: On you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You welcome and to Point you to
0: you Your Titles, you The Adventures of NYC Dance Teacher. I'm your co host. host, Danielle Colangelo.
2: And I'm your co host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all their ridiculous and hilarious truths.
0: With that being said, let's get into today's topic.
2: But before we do, we have to introduce our special guest, Nancy No Good Bottoms. Hi! So, we have Nancy on with us today to discuss our Halloween episode, which is a movie review of the most twisted movie I've ever seen in my life, but I'm obsessed with it. Uh, But before we dive-dive in, Nancy, go ahead and tell all the kids where they can find you on social media, or they can look up your stuff, things like that.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. So you can find me on. So I'm a little. I'm all over the place with my branding, but you can find me on Instagram at she's up to no good, and that is also how you can find me on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash she's up to no good. You can find my page, and then you can find me on Twitter at Nancy No Good, and that is also my Venmo at Nancy No Good. So
2: there you go. We love that. We love everything about it. Oh my
0: God! Amazing. So. Today, we're going to do our first ever, I feel like, actual Halloween episode. Um, Yeah, Not that we've been around for a while, but it's like a real Halloween episode because, you know, life and all the things, and it's like, what do we do, right? And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, there's this movie called Suspiria. Is that how we pronounce it? Suspiria?
1: That's
2: what I'm
0: going with. Oh,
1: yeah. How they do it in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's the name of the movie, and I was like, "Wait, there's this amazing movie. It is a horror movie, but it is a dance movie." And I was like, "Let's talk about it, and let's have Nancy on because Nancy and Danielle, we could wear like the so many
2: horror movies. These two love horror.
0: Is like, oh, we're gonna like go out drinking, and we'll be like, bye. We're going to like a slasher film festival. Yeah, sorry.
2: (laughs) 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 Okay." No jokes aside, right before quarantine, they literally did that. All of us were out at a bar (laughs) and these two are like, oh, we're gonna go see this horror movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we like, literally. Oh, we have tickets, like. It was like the weekend before. It wasn't like the end yes. of the shutdown, but it was like the one before. before. Where everyone was still like, "This is fine, right?" Like. We're like, Just you know? your hands. And like, we um we went we like went we like raged that day. I don't know what was wrong with us. It was like none of us had seen each other in a while. We were yep. like, let's go crazy. So yeah, and it
2: was like 14 of us at a bar out in Brooklyn and then a
0: tiny little bar too that like yes. only served shots and beer and cider and like and the bar had a for, connect they had a connect four
1: competition going oh, on Oh, they that did. That same
0: day. <laughs> I'm just going to say this and I I like am still impressed, amazed, perplexed. The fact that there was a connect four tournament that weekend we were all sharing drinks our friend shared her chapstick with some random person in the bar and oh no God, one yeah. got COVID. I'm yeah. wild. Wild. That was
2: Absolutely. such a crazy weekend.
0: But anyway, ended with us going to see like a new psychological thriller because, yeah, uh,
1: Fantastic. We, that's actually, that movie, Swallowed, that is the last movie I've seen in theaters.
2: Cause, Same. Because COVID, yeah. Wow. I don't yeah. even remember the last one I saw. So I went to scary movie aficionados. So when they brought this movie up to me, there are just certain elements that just all fit into place. For me, just reading the synopsis, it's an Italian director, yet there's also um, there's also a, the film is set in Germany, but the lead girl is from Ohio in America. Because for a second when she's like, I'm from Ohio, and I was kind of like, oh, wait, is she, is there an
0: Ohio in Germany or Europe somewhere? Well, yeah. It's America. <laughs> Okay, I let's talk about the let's set up the movie. So the, the version we're talking about is the 2018 remake. Yes. yes. Of the 1990, I'm sorry, nineteen seventy-seven original, I believe.
1: Yeah, I believe so. It's it, it the original is part of a subgenre called Giallo, which is a subgenre of these very uh, it's Italian horror of yes. the 70s is a good yes, one. So it's like 77. Sp-
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Um, we'll get into, like, the differences in the beginning, but I believe besides, yeah, there's honestly only, like, one, one big difference in the entire, in the remake. Yeah. So, it's this, and, like, the character scene is different. This modern dancer, she goes to Germany to, um, audition for this, like, super crazy, amazing, prestigious modern company, and she gets in, and it, the movie takes place, though, in the 70s. 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. takes place in the 70s yeah. during the Cold War in Germany, you know, the wall is up. And it's also during that time of like, they had all those like kidnappings and bombings happening in Germany, in Berlin. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, because in the backdrop of the movie, we have the airplane uh, hostage situation. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and the wall is like a, an image you see throughout the entire film. Oh yeah. I feel like it is it is very prominent and foreboding the entire time.
0: Oh yeah. And something that, you know, I was reading kind of about the trivia of the differences between the two movies. I never saw the original and apparently the original was very colorfully made. So there's lots of big bright colors and blocks and the remake is the backdrop to everything is that very like cold, dark, gray, winter, wet. And honestly I liked it and I think it makes more sense and it's, that to me like really puts me in in of like where are we in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And like so mm-hmm. there's
2: a on the Wikipedia there's kind of a clip where they show the original and the new version with kind of the color scheme difference and like that was kind of just a big thing of the 70s or movies of the time is the bright kind of like psychedelic colors used to kind of show things differently and like there's lots of reds and and oranges and a lot of warm colors like because we're doing horror But I'm with Danielle, the thing that like I know that we're watching a fantasy horror but like for me, it became grounded in realism just because like, the minute you enter this modern dance company. It's real like it feels Mm -hmm. like a normal like there are women stretching. First of all, for the most part, there are real dancers in this film. like. Every girl that's like it, because there's like two or three huge dance numbers that like only a modern dancer can do. They're too elaborate. And we'll get into like the choreography, but like, so like, it felt like I walked into a normal company. Like, it was like, oh, this is something that's familiar to me. And then things start going crazy.
0: Yeah. So let's get into it. So this dancer, she goes, she gets in. Of course, it's one of those like stories where she ends up being like a prodigy type of situation. And the company director wants to like mold her now sounds like your average dance movie right takes place though like cold war sure
2: let's twist then, it
0: then you find out well you i mean you find out in the beginning of the movie but this whole dance company is run by a suspected coven of witches
2: yeah. <laughs> because if we take and i like the idea that they take the the normal like I, I'm the young, talented, gifted girl, and bring her to the city, and to into the company or city or whatever. But the thing is, I don't know if she's a gifted dancer or she's just a gifted witch. Yes, and 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 the the dancing is not like
1: it's a front. Like the the fact the dance is so integral to who they are as witches. Right. So and they her her skills as a dancer it meant that she had skills as a witch. Like it's- Yeah, because I mean, something
0: so that's they, like, like she was like she was able to like connect with like the powers at be and enlightened through her movement, which of course I like really respect.
2: And there, so there's a moment in the movie where it's, uh, so first of all, I don't know if we discussed this, the the bout, like she's not a ballet master, the company master of the modern company is Tilda Swinton and
0: she's amazing. Mm. Yeah, we actually have to talk about this cast in general though. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Can so we just yes. talk When
1: I remember when the when the, the uh, all the ads came out and I was like, "Oh my god, this cast is amazing." And Chloe Grace Moritz was like prominently featured. Like, right. right. they stole Drew Barrymore in Scream and she's <laughs> only in the beginning. And then they yeah. And then they it don't was use literally there. the they same did.
0: thing Barrymore and Scream. It's literally, that's all it was. And even when I was re-watching the movie, prepping for this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, Chloe Grace Sports is in it. And then I was like, wait, where is she? That's oh, yeah.
2: literally, I was like, is that her? I was like, okay, well, they got <laughs> her yeah. a different wig. And I was like, well, where is she at? We're like 20 minutes into the movie. Wait,
1: that's her with, is that her with Tilda Swinton at the beginning?
2: Yeah
0: yeah (laughs) amazing
1: Amazing.
2: back to like the dances movement so they make a comment about how like dancing is how you speak it's how you say prayers it's how you uh say spells because there's also that weird connection of the lead girl comes from She's Mennonite. She's a Mennonite, or she comes yes. from the Mennonite religion. I, I want to yeah. get
0: into that because I forgot about that, and that shit's wild.
2: Well, <laughs> in most horror movies, there's always that weird connection to religion, and they yeah. she is coming from Mennonitism, but they don't they don't delve too much into it. But the only connection that they make is that moving the body is like speaking, moving and speaking is like, uh, I think Tilda Swinton says it's like a prayer, and then the lead girl's like mm, so you mean a spell so yes. like her being talented as like I, I'm with you guys like her being talented as a witch kind of segues into her being talented as a dancer and th- so one of the major differences which I think kind of goes along the path I now, we're kind of jumping around a bit sorry listeners but the the original film it's a ballet company. In mm-hmm. the 2018 updated version, it's a modern company. And I think they did that because some of the mo- d- modern dance is so broad and it has kind of connecting roots to several different things. And in particular, during the 70s and 80s of modern dance, they were really big on pedestrian movement and tribal mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. So, like, though so like when if you go and watch this movie which i would so recommend to everyone it's not for children there's nudity but i would recommend everyone seeing like you will literally see though if you just take away all the horror these are just really good modern dances yeah but there are definitely elements of like pedestrianism where they're like they're walking around they're moving in an angular normal shapes and then there's like you know tribal rolling of the shoulders and articulation of the backs and things like that all those are kind of very grounded, common modern dance things that I think the creators are like, oh,
0: well, let's just take this and put yeah. this in our hornet. So I have a piece of trivia that David, I'm not even going to attempt the last name in all honesty because it is something that I 100% can't pronounce.
2: Well, I do said a lot of Italian and German names. And um, you picture them.
0: Yeah, he so he wrote the screenplay. It's like, K-A-G, and then it goes on from there. Um, but he said that he wanted the dance in this movie to directly reflect, this is a quote, directly reflect women's movements and emotions. And so he was really inspired by the choreography works of Pina Bausch, Mary Wigman, Sasha Waltz, and he believed that the modern dance is much more integrable, integral to the plot, especially of this week. Mm. And um, I mean, I agree. I think like, and as we get into this movie, I think our listeners will too, like having modern dance be the backdrop of this movie with these witches and it's like a coven and all of this, like all the themes, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I want to oh my god, there's so much to like unpack in this movie. It's insane. <laughs> okay, so we get this, okay, so. We got the thing, right? We get the dancer. She goes in, Coven of Witches, Tilbus Swinton, Chloe Grace Moritz, who's not in the movie like ever. It's fine. <laughs> Let's talk about before we get into the whole meta thing, which I really want to talk about. I know this is a dance podcast, but like I we need to talk about the podcast. Right here. <laughs> Let's talk about Dakota Johnson.
1: Oh my God. She like, I wish I had I, I had this was my first Dakota Johnson. Film that I had ever seen. Really? I missed, yeah, I missed the whole Fifty Shades franchise, you
0: can miss like
1: ex-
2: <laughs> et cetera
1: back. and so forth. Yeah, like the first one I've seen from Dakota Johnson is *Suspiria*, and the second one is that interview on the Ellen Show. Like those are the two things <laughs> I have seen with Dakota Johnson as the main character, Love and it. she is absolutely. Um, like so visceral like she's so excellent with her work oh, yes. and 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 I uh, yeah it she so okay just really quickly my story it kind of plays into it my story of how I saw this movie so um I saw the trailer I was like this movie is gonna be sick I can't wait and my boyfriend and I wanted to go see it but my boyfriend at the time was like I don't know how I feel about scary movies and I was like I mean it's probably gonna be really crazy but like let's go he was still on the fence so then my co-worker at the time she was like "Ugh, it's not even that scary it's really just like a weird movie that was 100% her take on Suspiria she was like it's just kind of weird <laughs> and so I went to my boyfriend Dylan and I was like hey it's just kind of weird so let's go he's like oh okay so we go to see the movie and the this we'll talk about it but the scene where Dakota does her callback, or it was not her callback, she was already in, but she was practicing The solo? That. The solo, the solo scene happens, oh and both of us literally almost got sick in our seats. Like we were like, what? And in the, be- I mean, in the best way possible, like in the best way a horror film can oh really do for so, you.
0: I feel like, cause I feel like this movie, so this movie was only released in Italy and the US. The original mm. is, an, is an Italian movie that's Mm -hmm. it right like it's not it's not an English movie and I feel like the director and the screenwriter and everyone was like fuck the U.S. if we can if they'll let it into theaters great if they won't not a problem it'll be in Europe because it is like the
2: European. Yes I will say that it is very very European in their just the mentality of everything very very European but like we okay so as we, we get into the dance company, Covenant Witches, Lee character, she does not have any formal training, but she still asks to auditions. She goes in, like, does really great because it's like, she's a natural witch. She gets to the first rehearsal and unbeknownst to her, they, like, are already, one girl has already, like, died or disappeared and the older witches are, like, covering it up. So mm-hmm. they ask the Lee girl mm-hmm. to, like, oh, though they ask someone to do the solo and they give us this eerie moment which feels very horror movie and very dance company like where it's like do you want to do the solo and they're like one girl's like no i'm not ready then someone else is like do you want to do the solo and they're like "Mm, i can't like my toe like or something though (laughs) but then then the lead girl who again has done nothing she's like oh i can do the solo and they're like how she's like I've watched it a million times at the, you know, at the Graham Center in New York. I've watched the documentary of this dance. I don't know how many times. First of all, that never happens. Don't believe the lie. No one just watches the dance from a videotape and they But even if
0: you it. do, like, I'm thinking, like, even if you do and you are, you do have, like, natural talent, you're not going to be able to memorize every succinct, little, tiny, like, step and breath and be able to perform it. I mean, unless, like, your mind works that way, I guess. But that's a lot. Um, Not be
2: timed to the music in the way that, like, right and like it's the first time you've
0: ever practiced it with live music. Like, okay, I will say so. While I think Dakota Johnson was a great choice for this, and I think she did a fantastic job. You know, her dancing wasn't great, which we'll get to. I will say, however, though, I was reading trivia, and she apparently trained for two years in a ballet program before wow. they started shooting this movie. So I will give her props to that, because I think like she really tried. And the difference is like, you know, I'm thinking about like a Natalie Portland, Mila Kunus situation versus Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. They both trained for about the same amount of time before the shooting began. The difference is uh, Mila Kunus and, and Natalie Portman had backgrounds in dance. Like, they excellent. grew up in oh, the gotcha. And dancing basically put a Johnson. But I will say overall her movement, you know, like, but I will say besides the close ups, like there's a close up of like her feet in one scene when she's learning how to like jump better and she's working with Tilda Swinton and her feet are sickled the entire time.
2: There's wow. also another close up where she's doing a weird attitude turn where I was like, Oh, look at those biscuits.
0: But you know, what? <laughs> for the fact I mean, if they if they let her do all the dancing and she trained for two years, I mean I'll
1: give but her
2: character-wise, I, she's an untrained dancer. They say
0: that—that that is
2: true. Oh, like, you're an untrained true. dancer because she was like, "I want Madame LeBlanc to see me," and literally, they're basically like, "Bitch, who are you? You're an untrained yeah. dancer. Yeah. Like, so they, you just caught her on a good day. That's the only reason why you're in this, bitch." So Uh, I, as much as I was like, there were a couple, I was like, oh, look at those biscuits. Like you are not even pointing that toe.
1: I Uh, love talking about this movie. I've never talked about this movie with like dance professionals before. So (laughs) this is fantastic. Like even
0: the fact of like, listen, I get it. Her character was supposed to be an untrained dancer, which now that you said that, considering her two years of yes. work into it like it, yep. it actually like she looks okay like I'll she give looks
2: like it. a dancer at the beginning of her career yeah mm. I
0: will say though like the whole rehearsal she does with her hair down I'm like girl your hair is way too long nobody does that
2: but remember we're dealing with the 80s this the 80s crazy. they would and do that and and isn't that part of like
1: I, the moment where the jumping part and just like the the how they incorporate the sound design of the movie and the sound mixing and like isn't the hair isn't that also part of just like the their work as witches like
2: yeah i mean i'm I'm sure yes it's it's one of those kind of like combining things where like yeah witchcrafty world I don't know I like the horror like, part it makes sense to me because like the long hair is it, it, it calls back to just, like yeah games. it's
0: like a trope and I will say what I did get from this movie and like reading the trivia and reading about the production is like there is a lot of work that went into this and the guy who I, I'm gonna look it up because I don't want to butcher it but the person who decided to kind of hold I'm gonna tell you right now so yeah so the screen the the screen, the screenwriter and the director basically wanted to remake this movie and they wanted to Mm. remake it beginning in like 2008. It was announced that it was. Oh, wow. And then nothing started happening until like 2016. So I will say, I feel like they really did think of like every single little thing. And I think they really thought about like, how does movement connect to this idea of like witchcraft and worship and motherhood and like what does that look and sound like right? Totally. And totally. I can agree with that because just
2: again with when you when I think of the long hair during the originally modern dance was a rejection of ballet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ballet a lot of the girls did have to have the very, very long hair so they could have it in a bun. Cause if your hair was not in a bun, you were not considered a ballerina. Like something as simple as your hair was not considered that. And so modern dance in the 70s and 80s, they definitely wore it crazy long but then she's also mennonite so they're not very quick to sure their hair or do any of that all of that is very modern world type c so Mm -hmm. that's why i'm like i think they did pay attention to a lot of details
0: can we talk about her being a mennonite
1: yes and 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 her her relationship with that
0: i like, I guess, again, I watched the movie, like, for the first time, like, when it came out, basically, right? And I guess yeah. I never truly picked up on the fact that, like, she was a Mennonite and, like, living almost in her own. So, like, obviously, like, the backdrop of this movie is, I was just looking it up, it was called The German Autumn is the time of world it was taking place in. Yeah. And that's the backdrop of the movie. But in thinking about it, it's almost like it, it's paralleling the struggles and of of the backdrop of her childhood and kind of like the abuse Mm -hmm. of her childhood and what was going on there. Cause she gets like her hands burned in the beginning of the movie.
2: Yeah. So like, I I do think the movie kind of like constantly talks about how, I think you said this, Danielle, like her childhood and how it just kind of like mirrors like her growth and development and how ostracized she felt because of how she was raised when all along, I don't think she knew she was a witch. I think she just knew she was different and had a different Mm -hmm. calling. Yeah. Cause we do get one random scene in the movie where it's like, it's a flashback to her life, like in Ohio where they're literally like, we have to study America. And she like keeps drawing lines from Ohio to Germany. And it's like,
1: yeah, super
2: weird. Um, She
1: was feeling the calling, yeah.
2: And it can also be kind of propaganda-y because like you got to realize we're in the Cold War right now. So like Germany is still a very like hot button issue for a lot of Americans because like we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're coming off of the war. Like so the wall, the Berlin Wall hadn't fallen yet. So no. like it was still very, very like weird. It would definitely be a, sub- a topic of discussion for her, mm-hmm. you know, your child to randomly be drawing lines yeah. to Berlin. Well, to I
0: So... I want to say that, like, I do think in terms of dance, we talked about, like, a lot of the people were dancers. And I do think that the dance was, like, incredibly done. Very well done. And, like, especially if you look beyond Dakota Johnson in the background of some of these scenes, you have these actual dancers who are just, like, doing incredible work. And so I was reading about the movie and stuff when we talked about how, you know, he wanted the screen... Screenwriter was like, I really want the movement to connect to like womanhood and emotions and all this stuff. And I'm going through the list, and you know, a normal movie, if it has dance in it, will have a choreographer, an assistant, depending on how much dance, maybe two assistants, right? Yeah. That's right. And this movie had a choreographer, an assistant, and then it had a bunch of people listed as dance coaches, which I thought was super huh. interesting. Which My assumption would be that these are people who worked, they were not, you know, choreographers, but they were dancers who somebody, either the choreographer or production hired to work with individuals one-on-one, which I thought was really interesting and amazing. And then there's also someone credited as a movement researcher. And that I thought was super interesting because that means that, and it's not the choreographer, that they hired an external person to specifically look at movement in terms of modern dance, the time the time of art in history um, in connection to witchcraft and you know, re- religion, wow. and all of you that. See,
1: so is it like a dramaturg, but for dance?
0: I think yes. so. Yeah. Because
2: it makes me think of, so something new that I encounter. So uh, I think we've talked about this on the show. I worked on a nude show a while back, and so we had an intimacy director. So like his mm. whole job was like, when you're touching each other and like there's nudism, like I am here to like make sure that everyone is comfortable. Or if anything feels uncomfortable, you're like go to me. And like he would literally come to he would come to us the choreography team. Or the director and be like so hey this is this it has to be changed like it was not his words were like law there weren't suggestions they were like you have to change this for comfortability yeah. and it makes me think of that because I think of the part that Philip brought up like when she's doing the solo for the very, for very first time she's like challenging energy into one of the girls that stormed out of the rehearsal that girl is a contortionist like because oh, as I was looking at it And so I'm thinking, oh, there's probably is a a coach that's like, I'm the contortionist here to help her with that solo to like, talk her through how do I, how do I take this dance and turn it into a contortion. And yet, it has to be a little witchcrafty. So like, what's going to be CG? What's going to be her actual body? So you know, what's brilliant
1: about that actually is all of those effects were practical. So yeah. there's a featurette on YouTube, I think it's YouTube is what I saw it on, where they talk about the practical effects that she wore. And, I, and that's what's interesting now that I'm interested in it, is how her choreography uh, played into the effects, yeah. the like jaw prosthetic she had and or then like the, the, the rib. rib
2: cage. Yeah, rib it was stuff entering. that the
1: dancer wore and how the choreography emphasized that appearance on her.
2: Huh. That is interesting. That is because I'm sure there had to be. Because practical effects, like, take it from all of us, we do theater, like, practical effects are not easy and there are lots of ways for them to go wrong. And they can often look very, very fake. So, like, it's, I thought that was CG. Because again, it's an old, it's set in an older time. And this was made in 2018. We had Mm -hmm. the CG technology to do it. So, Mm -hmm. it's definitely. That's really cool to me, but I-
0: And it's the fact of like, that scene must've taken so long to film if it it was practical because it was like one by one, right? First it was her arm and then her leg and then her neck and then right. So it's like her whole body didn't get mangled within it, you know, like that. So it was like every single take was adding something on. Also
2: flinging Mm -hmm. herself around that mirrored room.
0: Yeah.
2: Like she is throwing her body hardcore.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yes. There's, there. So Dakota Johnson actually, she did not do that scene. For anyone who do- doesn't know this movie, uh, of course. But the, she had like a interview with a. Uh, news outlet I don't know what it was and she actually said that um let me let me pull it up because I think it's like so important to get it right sorry sorry I'm going ah! um
1: while you're pulling that up I I looked up more information about uh, the prosthetics artist on Suspiria Mark Cooley Cooleyer I think is his name and working with um the specific dancer who plays Olga in that in that scene for that ritual, like yeah. where her body gets totally contortion. And he had it. So they went, they opted for practical effects and prosthetics. And they had a jaw prosthetic, a chest prosthetic that protruded bones underneath the skin, an yep. entire they gave her a prosthetic of an entire arm to twist around her like neck.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And one of her legs. I mean, they, I mean, the the amount of prosthetics in those, I mean, and, and it's for the rest, and especially when you think about the final scene the final big, big, beautiful scene at the end that is all prosthetic and all uh, real fake blood.
0: And <laughs> you know, I think I like appreciate that more, I like that more Are than you... a CGI because I'm also like. I do. You know, when they were filming this and they're actually doing the filming, it's like these people have the prosthetics on and they have the fake, fake blood out. And it's not like, okay, just pretend here's a green screen.
2: I, mm-hmm. and this is to me, my, I will never, and in particular when it comes to dance, but also in like horror and other things, like, unless it's like we're flying through the sky and there are dragons, I don't want CG. I want practical applications because there's something there's something just so visceral about touching a prop or like seeing actual blood, like the, the, the body reacts differently when you're acting or even mm-hmm. when you're dancing, like there's just something very visceral to like feeling the way your body has to pull to hold a prosthetic in the proper place mm-hmm. or how odd and alien your body feels. Like if you want a good reaction of someone feeling weird, put on a latex mask on their face. Like yeah. it's not normal. It actually
0: well, like, feels is differently on the skin. Mm It's off topic, but what was the thing? It was the director of The Exorcist would like shoot off a loaded gun on set. Yeah, because he wanted he wanted real time reactions. Uh
1: He was insane. He 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 did the the, all of the the practical effects himself. He was part of that throwing the books and throwing. He
0: was like he's like another level.
1: (laughs) (laughs) William Friedkin, I think, is his name.
0: I was going
2: to say about the movement director that Danielle brought up. Mm -hmm. Tilda Swinton's movements as like the head of the modern company feel very reminiscent of like the ballet ballet masters of the time. So I also think one of the movement coaches probably spent time like just the way, so Tilda Swinton's character as a ballet, the company master, she only wears long flowing dresses.
0: And I had a ballet teacher like that.
2: I had a ballet teacher like that. So it just makes me feel like, oh, they were definitely like, they wanted to put us in the right mindset.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that was that was definitely like an ode to Martha Graham, the long dress, like that was such a Martha Graham thing, and the way she would walk around and talk to Mm -hmm. the dancers.
1: Was her hair like that too? Like how she had that like very sleek, um, straight hair that Tilda Swinton's character has.
0: I would have to look up like an old photo of her. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder
1: how much of her
0: of her like image.
1: Yeah, I'll look that up.
0: But so Dakota Johnson did an interview with Elle Magazine on the movie back when it came out. And she actually said that the intensity of the shoot, quote, fucked her up so much that she had to go to therapy.
2: Wow.
1: We love commitment. We love to see it. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Holy cow.
0: But also like, I'm not surprised because it does, but you know, with the real application, the actual fake blood, like it actually feels like they were like, Again, we're gonna make a movie. We're gonna make a movie, right? We're gonna make an Mm -hmm. art house movie, and if it doesn't get released in the U.S., like, okay,
2: yeah. (laughs) But it's why the original is a cult classic, and it's why Mm -hmm. it's why this one has done as well as it has because, like, it's one of those again, just those real applications. Like, I also we kind of touched on this a little bit, but when I kind of dig a little deeper, and then like, so in modern class breath is a huge thing
1: oh my god yes how you
2: breathe when you breathe like i i think we've talked about this previously on another episode but i've literally had dancers be like breathe from your back breathe from your vagina breathe from your butt like breathing is a huge thing so literally the first thing that caught me in this movie is that we would just get moments of like (sighs) Yes, I was like, "Oh my god!" And then it like, there's one part I can't remember where, but like, it goes from like the creepy, eerie breathing into dance breathing, and I was like, "Oh my god, they're the same."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just like honestly terrifying. Having having the the modern dance be the dance and not ballet makes so much sense. I mean, Mm. it just like connects so well and so much, and like, yeah, I had teachers in college being like you know, the, like it comes from your womb, like your dance comes, like dance from your womb, right? And I'm like, you know, like 18, I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, always, always. I don't even know where my womb is at 18 still. <laughs> or the
2: uh, trauma flashbacks when she's like, you've got to jump, you've got to leave the ground, you've got to get, it, you've got to soar, you've got to fly. I've had that same conversation oh, yeah. with the teachers I where mean, I'm like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs>
0: I that will say that, wild. like, anyone they want can call this movie, like, crazy and wild, and, like, it is batshit wild, but they, like, really gave a shit about the dancing part yeah. of it, how it came the whole movie.
1: And it makes sense that, why Luca and, and, oh, the other, the screenwriter, I can't remember his name, why when they created this movie, they put, how, how they knew they didn't want to necessarily remake the... Um, the original and they wanted to really mm-hmm. create a film that was so much its own spirit uh, kind of lifting off of what we see from the original film yeah. and so they, oh, they yeah. really made it it's, its own thing with how it uses modern and I actually have a question now that I'm talking to two professional dancers and I want to and especially since Danielle and I are obsessed with horror is the subgenre of dance horror is so fun and i love it so much like black swan for yes. instance like and 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 how horror in itself is so visceral and so physical yes. how perfect it is to use a to use an art form that is all about physicality to and enha- just enhance the horrific w- yeah whatever
2: and i, th- of the I movie. think the thing is that they're not that far apart and i don't think people like to realize that like if we yeah. just take the horror out of it I have been in rehearsals where people have not been careful when they have been lifting their partners or dancing. And I've seen bone, you know, poke out of the flesh. I've seen, you know, really bad bruises that, you know, there's blood and so like- You like
1: know what that bruise is, or
2: yeah. Or someone takes off a point shoe and it's looked like a bloody mess. You know, like some of the feet I've seen from dancers yeah. look like that last scene. So like, it, it it is funny to me that like, during the sunshine of the rest of the year, we don't talk about like how bloodied and bruised people's dancers bodies are or on the i guess a more sunshine puppies note of it like how how much you're in close contact with other people you're dancing with or you went in a company with mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's a moment when the tilda swinton comes in as the master and she like shake greets everyone hands she touches everyone it's like we as dancers are constantly touching each other and are constantly in each other's space so mm-hmm. there is a kind of connection and bond like I had a friend that we did a show where literally she, she would fall backwards into my arms. Like she would climb up maybe like five feet and then just drop into my arms and we go into the spin thing. We did 80 performances of that show. There's no, like at that time, I knew her body just as well as she knew my body. Huh. So when that happens, I think that's why when uh, there's the point of like, we are the company is a family, you know, like we're mothers and daughters, like they play into the horror element of that. But like, I think it's a real, like, it is a real thing that I felt very connected with dance partners that I've had after repeatedly dancing together with them, you know, I'm lifting their bodies every day of the week. So I've literally, with female partners, we're literally like, when it's ladies time, they're like, I was like, oh, you feel something's off, like something you feel off today, don't you? She's like, yeah, it's ladies time. Oh, okay. Cause I felt off with her, like, because we're just so in tune with each other. So like, to take just real life experiences and then be like, total blood and killing people is very, very close and real.
0: And I also think, you know, I think about it, and there's this one, and there's Black Swan, and there's um.
1: Climax. I- Have y'all seen Climax? No. Okay, that it's was a gonna gas- be my
2: recommendation for next year. But let's keep going.
0: <laughs> okay, amazing. okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. It's amazing. I, it's amazing.
0: I was I was gonna say like I think so. There's a couple things, right? Like movement is so you know, it's a way of like communicating when everything else fails. And it's a way of like feeling and like truly like viscerally feeling and connecting when nothing else does. And movement's been around forever. It's been around before language was a thing, right? And I think that like being able to connect to your body and movement is able to actually physically move energy through your body. Like your Mm -hmm. different synapses are firing. So there's a lot of that. But on another level something that like I feel like has been more talked about in the recent years but not as much especially thinking this movie takes place in the late 70s like dance companies are a really um toxic and abusive environment Uh, all right yeah especially pre-2010 15 yeah like let's like let's be let's be honest here right like let's call a spade a spade like until like the nycb scandal and harvey weinstein and all that actually finally started coming out i mean yeah shit was still fucking happening in the 2000s like absolutely Absolutely. I'm sure it's still happening in companies now but especially if you go back to like the 60s the 70s the 80s the early 90s where like a lot of stuff that we think about and know about now nobody talked about then you know there was social media and internet but like it is a very abusive and toxic it can be a very abusive and toxic environment and even if it's not like a whole spread wide company thing like you know we're seeing in a type of black swan susperia um situation is you as an individual can be suffering from abuse and feeling abused Hmm. physically emotionally mentally sexually and i think um and there's a lot of like self-abuse that goes on you know i even think and i so i think that this idea of like molding dance and dance companies with this like horror genre is so interesting because are they that far off when you think about the actual real life horrors that are taking place in some of these companies Uh and another one that did it so brilliantly i mean toward the end they went like batshit but there's a show a a series on stars flesh and bone also another one i wanted to talk about about (laughs) <laughs> it's what is this like, oh I mean, philip we'll bring you back show, for this one <laughs> <laughs> yes kind of this Show like went in like a wild it's, wild direction really but but again it really showcased the trauma and abuse that happens in a company and how you know i i'm all now that i'm really thinking about it like you know, a, something a lot of these main female characters have in common, Dakota Johnson's character in Suspiria, Susie, Natalie Portman's character in Black Swan, I don't know the name, name of the actress, but this character who played the lead in this series, Flesh and Bone, they are already victims mm. of abuse at home. And then they go to this dance company where everything's supposed to be okay. And I think it says a lot about how dance companies have been taking advantage of people for a long time also
2: but let's yeah. yes they're all they're all abuse victims but let's also talk about how they are all we all perceive them as virginal inexperienced yeah. women to the world yeah alone and so it's mm. dance that's introducing them to this other life and it's they don't have any control like they don't have they don't have a starting point so and i think i mean if we're gonna be honest that happens with a lot of dance companies you get girls from I won't necessarily say small towns because you'll get people, but you get girls that don't have any world experience because all they've done is trained.
0: Right. And they've their whole, whole, entire
1: like, lives. Like, your
2: whole yeah. life. I've been in a bat, I've been a bunhead training. Now that I've made the company, I'm now traveling all across the world. I am not ready for these type of experiences. Yeah. But that is something that I've I've run into with that with my students, where literally is like, she one of my students was fresh out of college, she booked Uh, a tour a european tour so she literally is from just outside of dc and is now going to several european cities does not speak any language other than english you know like she was fine and she was great you know like nothing happened to her but like it's also one of those things of like she's just completely being thrown into a whole new environment where she's having to navigate experiences that never she never had any point of reference for and so i think i think i it's that is a very common thing in dance because I think it's just yeah. true. It's just very, yeah. very true.
0: And I just think that it does really connect to the idea of like horror, right? Psychological thriller, horror, um, even like supernatural because there's this idea that, yeah, they're going into this unknown and all these crazy mm-hmm. things could happen. So I think it's like a really interesting subgenre that I would honestly like to see more of. Also personally, because like, yeah. I'm like the more fucked up, the better. But
1: yes. Like, oh my God.
2: but there are two so there's two things that we kind of touched on one I guess we kind of touched on both but I want to pick up on the first is like the political undertone that's like happening throughout the entire movie Mm -hmm. that like I think I think just because now we're about to come up on the election hopefully everyone's voted blah 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 but both of them like rolled their eyes at me (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just that person that I don't think you can talk about any period of dance or any period in human history where politics are not subtly somewhere a part of the story yeah
1: interesting because
2: the entire time like I said they're talking about the Berlin Wall as a constant shot in the background they're talking about the um oh I found the names of like the red army faction it's like happening in the background and like there was a moment where like, granted, they were covering up the fact that like, she's being consumed by the mother witch, but like one of the girls that was like, if she wants to go like live in a basement and plant bombs, that's her life choice. So like you're dealing, even in this movie purely about like witchcraft and dance, you're still dealing with political unrest, you know, and people choosing to make extreme decisions based off their, belief, their political beliefs. So I just think, I, yeah, I, I just think you can't ignore it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's, it's definitely very interesting. Um,
1: I mean, and that's I. What is what is the color red in history? I feel like the color red is always associated mm-hmm. with so many moments of like political uprest and upheaval, or just political tragedy, or just yeah. tra- like with communism and Nazism and like so many things like that. And that is the most prominent color that you see in this movie, yes. outside of like beige and gray tones. Yeah, and and the, and and it's in there their outfits, it's of course the only color you see in the final scene. Like it's so, that it's all so intertwined with each other. And that is so, yeah, it's just so apparent. It's so apparent. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, And then the last thing I just have to talk about, which I think just goes back to how dance and horror just worked all together. Oh yes. Nudity, so much nudity. Oh
0: my God so So much
2: nudity
0: male nudity (laughs) yes yes but like the part that like
2: okay so as and danielle can tell you this as dealing with dancers both teaching and performing you just accept that you're gonna see other people's body parts whether you want to or not or whether you're like it doesn't register to you anymore like me as a dance teacher i'm on the reverse of I'm like, you have to put on clothes. I'm a male dance teacher. You're a f- young right, I can't get
0: Put on clothes.
2: Show. I need to be backstage. Put on clothes. But, like, I need to get changed. I don't I don't want to see your little bits and bobs. Cover yourself up. Yep. But, so, it's funny to me, in the, the big dance company moment, with the big performance in the show, not the final moment in the movie, their, their outfits, like, they have a nude-colored bottoms, but they don't have on any types of bras underneath the little red dangly strings, which, again, there's our color red. But, like, it's one of those things where I was like, oh, that is, that's a modern dance outfit. Like nothing about me mm. went like, oh, this is witch's cult. I was like, oh no, that's just a standard like modern dance outfit that I would see yeah. at any competition or Interesting. any concert. And then to get to the final, big final glorious bloody scene where they're, everybody's naked. Everybody's naked yeah. in the last scene. I was just like, to me, it's just like, I was just like, oh, this is, I mean, it's just like a weird piece. Like, <laughs> Cause, like there's a what
1: I don't know what green room this is, but like I don't know what's going on here.
2: There's there's a company, is it Acropolis? There's like some Pilobolus. Not, Pilobolus. it's not Palabolis, but maybe it is them. During the seventies or eighties, there's they created a dance piece about like the body and movement to where it's basically just a bunch of adults rising on each other. I don't think it's palabolis. <laughs>
0: No, because they do
2: a lot of, they definitely
0: done Don't stuff. Don't they do a lot of that?
2: They, I mean, they do. But So it could be them, but I just remember, like, the. I remember watching this video in college and just being like, oh, so they're just all, like, naked, right? There's, like, no, there's, like, artistic things happening. And I'm like, but there are bits and bobs all over the screen and they're <laughs> rising on each other. So, like... I I again, I just think dance, this subgenre of like dance horror, goes so well together because like dancers are connected with the ground. Ooh. We are connected with our body. So, like, these women like doing all these crazy movements while their titties are flopping around, everyone's like, yeah, okay, that's it. All right. All and right. you know,
1: well, again, to that idea, I mean, also, I, you know, as a drag queen, like in nightlife, always working with drag performers and burlesque performers we're always like people are getting changed and you're, you're like, because it's just like, it is what it is. And it's, and it's not a big deal. And it, I think that idea of the body, you know, that vulnerability of nudity um, and that being able to have that, share that vulnerable moment with other people because of this connection you've made. I feel like that is expressed so well in I mean, it's also very much exploited in horror. I would say nudity is a huge exploitive thing yes. in horror. But you have like, when I'm thinking of this dance, that that scene, another scene I'm thinking of is the final scene in The Witch. Spoilers for The Witch. Yeah. But um, the final scene in The Witch where Any- Anya Taylor-Joy like signs the devil's book and then gets completely naked and dances at a campfire with a bunch of other naked women. Yeah, And what? they're like living their best life. And that, um, and you know, it's just this, this, this like communal shared experience. But when you see people naked in a horror film, it it's always like jarring because you're like they're naked because they're gonna die now, or they're naked, you know, because yes. they've been traumatized by something. Like it's it's always it's an ex- it's a it's always something to an extreme. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's yeah. very very true. Well, and I was gonna say I just think that it's so you know, interesting and well done in this movie. And the same thing with like the nudity is this idea that like, you know, as dancers, especially when you begin to train or if you ever train in modern and Africans uh, specifically, you, they really talk about like your connection to the earth, your connection to the ground, right? It's coming from your womb, your center. Like that's mm-hmm. where that's where life begins. That, that's where movement begins. And a lot of it does also go back to, you know a lot of tr- a lot of tribal ceremonies pagan ri- rituals and how all of those are considered quote-unquote considered witchcraft even in mm. modern day because it's not what evangelical protestant you know sure like sure. right so like there is kind of the idea of how like movement is so embedded in so many religious tribes and ceremonies and religions But those are also all of the religions that someone somehow decided, you know, you're a witch because you move your body.
2: So we've got to talk about, so this is a real pagan thing, so I don't want to diminish anyone's beliefs if they are of the pagan faith. It's called the triple goddess, which is the crone, the mother, and the daughter, or the grandmother, the mother, and the daughter. And in Susporia? Sasperilla? Sasperilla? Sperilla.
0: I, like, I feel like you got to roll the art because it's Italian. <laughs> right. Um,
2: they have the three goddesses, uh, and like, or the three mothers is what they call them. But it's ba- it's literally based off of actual the pagan religion of the triple goddess, and like, you there are numerous things where you kind of see variations off of this kind of thing. Mm. So, like, the big thing is that one of the elders in the coven is she claims to be one of the like goddesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's absorbing the use and bodies of some of the characters. That is Dakota Johnson at the beginning, which is why we get 2.2 seconds of her. But the main girl, they are, no, is it Dakota or is it Zoe? Oh, Chloe Grace
0: Moritz. Chloe
2: Chloe Grace Moritz. Chloe Grace Moritz. She's the one that's in there for 2.2 seconds at the beginning. And then Dakota Johnson is supposed to be the new girl that gets absorbed. And it becomes tension between the two, between the coven, because some folks... Tilda's group is like, no, we don't want to burn her out and kill her. She's a little young. Like, let's give her time. She's talented. And the rest of the girls are like, no, she needs to die. Oh, and don't forget Dakota Johnson's
1: best friend, Mia Goth, living, just doing her best. Just trying yeah. to be a dancer.
0: Just wants to be a dancer. <laughs> Never to... signed up for this witchcraft. <gasps> she,
2: she didn't not sign she up, didn't up for know. this. <laughs> Sarah's the straight character in the play where she's like what the fuck is going on like they mention witchcraft to her and she's like I don't have time I just want to know if my friend okay and I want to dance and then they she's end up like, like I
1: gotta go stretch. I can't deal with she's this. Like,
0: I can't, I can't be part of this. Like, let me <laughs> yeah. know when it's over. Yeah, that, like right. me with my me, like with my friendships lately. If anyone wants to be like dramatic, I'm like, just call me when you're ready to talk. <sighs> I'm to gonna
2: go, talk to go stretch.
0: Like, I, like, I just can't.
1: I gotta go stretch. I need to get out of this. Yeah. So
2: literally, <laughs> so, literally <laughs> so literally she's dealing with that. That might be my new catchphrase now. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. Same, so, same. I love save. I i got to go stretch. <laughs> Um, if
1: y'all make merch, that's what it should be. Yes. What
2: it should be. Oh my God. When you
0: have to. I got
2: it. Go. So, so you have that happening. And then we get to that spoiler for the end of the movie. We get to the end of the movie where this fighty, final scene, and we find out that Dakota Johnson's character is actually one of the goddesses. And so she basically goes on a killing spree for anybody that was against her, or anybody that believed in the false god, technically. She like, slices and dices them. So we get like this classic 80s horror take on their faces where it's like, Marcos, yeah, it she's done.
0: It went from like 150 to like 1,000 in two <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like,
2: Absolutely. It's like
0: because you have like possessing Dakota Johnson, like, Bringing her in, using her as a sacrifice, like got it here with you, and then when it's like jokes on you, I've been the goddess all along. And You're she
1: like- and she reaches into her chest and like opens it up, which again prosthetic opens wow. like the blood. So good, like unbelievable, or unbelievable. There, there's
2: a scene like in the closing credits, basically where you see like the coven, which is clean up the blood from like the final scene. And I could not stop laughing because I'm like, every just, even if they're just pushing it around or making it a little better, there's some PA that's on the sideline being like, oh, thank God, there's so much blood I have to clean up. Because when I tell you those final death scenes are bloody, they use at least a five pound bag of blood on every person. Like it's a lot of blood in that final scene.
1: It was gorgeous. And it was so gorgeous at how the director was like, we can't not do this. Like we have to make it this over the top. It just makes absolute sense. I loved it.
0: So I do want to talk about, so Tilda Swinton's in the movie. She plays the head master of this modern company, I guess mistress, we call them head mistresses. It's a whole thing um let's talk about what else she does in this movie though
2: yes so there is there is a a psychiatrist that chloe gersmortz sees at the beginning that kind of gives us our introduction where he believes that all of her talking about there there are witches in the stands company is a delusion i am sold on it and this old man is i don't know if he i think he's jewish himself but like at the very
0: well we are playing we are like playing (laughs) post like post-concentration camp Jew. Like, let's go with
2: what it is. Yes, well, because that's what I'm saying. Like, his wife is, like, dies in an internment camp. So, like, Mm -hmm. we are very, like, wrapped into this old man. And me, as I'm watching the movie, because, again, I knew nothing about this until we planned this episode. I'm like, oh, this old man is giving it. Who is this old man? So I start Googling, trying to find out who he is. And I just see the cast of all women. And I was like, this ain't right. There is an old man here. (laughs) <laughs> i It's Tilda Swinton. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Tilda Swinton plays this old man who's a psychiatrist, and I am still confused because I the way they shot it is an insane and incredible, and also her body posture because when oh, she's really playing, um, what is it like? Uh, is it Ban- Banos or Ban? Ban. Miss the headmaster of the company, uh,
2: Madame LeBlanc.
0: LeBlanc, I don't know why I said right, right, right. Um, when she's playing Madame LeBlanc, she is standing so tall and so yes. holding her ground. Uh-huh. And then you get this little old man that just looks smaller, like physically yes. much shorter, like much <laughs> shorter. Yes.
1: It's Astounding,
0: world. it's insane. And she plays this like old psychiatrist man who's like. Maybe there is finally something wrong. I don't understand what's happening in this ballet school. He also was like, We need to find my wife we find out died at an internment camp. It's a whole thing. It's like a whole it's thing. It's
1: a whole thing. It is unbelievable.
0: It's just a subplot that like needed its own story, to be honest. Oh, yes. I would agree. Thoroughly. Really it,
1: it it's totally different. Like it, it when you have when he has these moments and you're just like, it's such a different world from the other care from, uh, from Madame LeBlanc. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable what she is capable of. I am queening out over Tilda. She I mean, is unreal. The
0: work is insane. It's just yes. absolutely insane. And I feel like, you know, I don't remember this movie having a ton of press. Part of it, I think, is because it is um, besides like. Tilda Swinton and Chloe Grace Morris and Dakota Johnson. the movie's basically European everywhere from the screenwriter and the director yes. down to the rest of the cast, the PAs.
1: It was distributed by Amazon though. they picked it, it up was for distributed the US.
0: By Amazon Yes.
1: It's was US distribution is Amazon yeah.
0: But they didn't do a lot of um, they didn't do a lot of marketing around it and there was never any like like crediting Tilda Swinton with playing multiple roles in this movie. Because I feel like that's something that nobody, nobody ever commented on, you know? Nobody ever was like, stop, yeah. even if you hate this movie, let's talk about Tilda Swinton as an actor.
1: Yeah, no, in the credits, originally they credited that psychologist character with like, just like a male name. So as if it was just another actor, they didn't even say it was Tilda, which is like, I,
0: I do we know why they did that? I don't. I don't, maybe it
1: was to just like lead people on. I'm not sure. I mean, there's definitely, um, I don't know. Cause it's not like there's like a reveal where she's like, no. at, like, the character is the same. Um. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. They credited um the the actor, quote unquote, was Lutz Ebersdorf is wh- who they credited the character he as. Does
2: he does not exist.
1: Who's not <laughs> a real person.
2: He right. does yeah. not exist. It is Tilda. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, just even to this European cast, like the other women in the cult, like the the uh, house mother over the dorms, or even like the secretary, like they just, they had me invested with this level of like just creepy,
0: mm-hmm.
2: cre- of just creepy, but then also very loving randomly, but also very creepy. Like such it's a kind of funny, quirky, dynamic. like they have yes, their little yeah. dynamics fun with fun each year? other. Yes. Yeah, like, we got, we got several big family dinners between, like, the older witches, and then, like, there is the one that towards the end of the movie with the younger witches, everyone after the Mm. performance, but, like, there's, like, several moments of, like, these big, huge, like, family dinners, like, everyone's, like, laughing and telling jokes, and, like, not, like, they talk business, because that's when they have the voting of, like, the crazy witch who's in charge, gonna be in charge still, but, like, you literally, like, it just feels like family, like, just a family Mm. hanging out. So oh, yeah, which
1: such which is such a wonderful um, that's such a wonderful twist. I love in horror is that perversion on what is seen as sacred and safe, mm-hmm. and that spin on it, and putting that in a world of dance where again you in in where you're so connected with these people, they are your family, and you're supposed to feel safe around these people, and to totally just like put a giant curved hook through that and like mess <laughs> oh, it right. all up.
0: Which I am honestly, like, a big fan of, right? So, like, when I watch horror movies, like, yeah, I love a good, like, cheesy, crazy horror, you know, sometimes gory horror movie. But what I love, love is, like, that psychological horror, Mm -hmm. right? That, like, something's wrong with a family member. There's a serial killer out there. Like, something, like, I love, like, that weird, twisted, like, just wild, right? Yes. So, uh, Philip Nancy made me watch this movie one time. Didn't tell me anything about it. Like, on Valentine's Day, we like went out together and like had a cute little date and then like went back and like watched this crazy horror movie called Martyrs. Yes! <laughs> this movie is fucking insane.
1: It's Absolutely.
0: insane. But it's more so insane because it's like, honestly, there are really fucked up people out in the world where like this shit happens mm-hmm. or like, happened. None of it yes. was unreal. Like you would think it's unrealistic, but like, is it?
1: Yes. And that's why that movie was so good because it started off super, super like gory slasher horror. And you're like, oh, that's so gross, blah, blah, blah. But then it just takes this turn and it just gets into your head. And so that just compiles on top
2: of how gory and gross it is. And you're like, I, I can't what's going on like it's wild See, that to me it like that's crazy because that's crazy because I'll do you one better when I think of this movie some of those girls are just dancers some of those girls are not witches some of those girls are literally just stretching and there's a whole coven dance that I was a part of last night that I don't even remember
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, can you imagine me like, why is my pieces. shoulder
2: so sore? Because you were literally dancing to the moon goddess for three hours last night. You don't remember. See, there's just <laughs> something to that where I'm just like, Mm-mm, I don't trust it. I don't trust yeah. it. It freaks me out. It freaks me out. So, final thoughts, Philip. Would you recommend Nancy? Would you recommend this movie to someone?
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It is such a beautiful. Um, it. I think post, as a horror person, post, like, slasher, like, and post-torture porn, I feel like there are so many crazy, gory movies that have come out, and I feel like people think that that kind of idea is overdone, if you're not more than just a casual horror watcher, Mm -hmm. and I, that's one reason I love this movie so much, is it is able to take so many things that make horror so great, and... Put a completely fresh take on it and still make it just as like shocking and 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 like absolutely messes with you and it, but it has such a great rewatch value to it because it's so deep in how and in, in the story is so deep i mean Uh, 100% anyone uh, everyone needs to watch it required viewing required viewing
2: (laughs) so that's my thing I would say because I'm I'm definitely a casual horror movie watcher because typically I get bored with them I get bored with horror movies when it's just like Uh oh they're killing people like I need the psychological factor I say if you're a casual watcher this is the perfect blend of horror and dance because I would literally watch it and be like oh was I being terrorized by my dance teachers? Or was this just a horror movie? Because so many of these things are very real, but just dancer things that are very real. So it was nice to like play with my own experiences and as watching this movie. So total recommend for me. What about you, Danielle?
0: Um, I would definitely recommend it. I think that it is a long movie. And I think that once we get past the first scene, it takes a while honestly, like, after the first, between, like, 30 minutes, 30 minutes in to, like, two hours in, like, there's some stuff that happens, which, like, it takes a while, but... Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. I did not realize how long this movie was. I was so invested.
0: Continue. Yeah, it's super long, but I will say that, like, watching it for dance, I mean, it really does do a fantastic job with movement, and I credit Mm -hmm. them so highly for bringing in coaches and consultation, consultants and a Having someone do movement research, like amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and also, like, yeah, I mean, the product of the film is amazing. Like, this is like, this is a film, you know? Mm-hmm, like, it's not mm-hmm. just a movie you watch. Like, this is a film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just think that that is, like, so worth the watch. Um, I mean, like, it's kind of batshit crazy, but. <laughs>
2: Some of the best <laughs> ones are. Some of the best ones
1: the are. Journey. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's so insane, but that cohesion of the design and the choreography, and I mean, everything about this movie is so cohesive and so, which just, you know, it's a great director and a great team, and it just all blends together so beautifully.
2: Yeah. Well, that being said, that brings us to our part of the show we like to call our tip of the week. And so we just like to give a tip for our listeners on, uh, usually it ends up being about like mental or physical health, but it can be about anything you want um and since we sprung this on you i'll give you a second to think um i'll go first with my tip um we are coming up on halloween this weekend and then we are coming up on a very i'm sure to be ridiculous presidential election Mm -hmm. the following week after so my tip would simply just be be kind to yourself i know we've said this before as my tip but like this weekend if you know you're going out for halloween take out the take the precautions that you see fit if that's you going out with a small group of friends if that's you risking a large crowd if that's you sitting at home watching this movie that we just reviewed do whatever makes sense for you um and if you don't want to watch the election on monday on tuesday don't you know Mm -hmm. i might be taking a volume and going to sleep myself but just do what you need to do for you and Ignore anyone that's judging you because it's your life. And those, those are two stressful things we have coming up due to the COVID. Halloween can also become randomly stressful for you too. So just be kind to yourself. Uh, Danielle.
0: Yeah, I would say um, not, um, not necessarily a tip. I mean, kind of a tip. But so I've started to um, work with this amazing human, which we'll have on the show at some point. And I didn't tell her I was going to say this. So I'm not going to say her name right now just to make sure she's okay with it. Um, I started to work with this amazing human I've known kind of for quite a while right now, by now. And we're working on manifesting through movement and how just like amazing Mm. that feels to like move and connect with like your body and really feel your body and what it means when you like, you know, and we were talking about how like you hold, she's a dancer as well, like you hold tension in certain parts of your body and you hold anxieties and trauma you hold trauma in very specific places of your body hold trauma and being able to identify that and move through it and and notice when it comes up why do my shoulders come up and so it's just uh it's been really fun and interesting and I just recommend anyone who's a dancer choreographer mover to really spend some time just moving with your body and noticing kind of where those things show up because it's um it's already like shifting how I'm going about my day to day.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. What about you, Miss Nathanael? Uh, Anything to I, share?
1: I would say it's similar to, I think what Tony was saying and what Danielle was saying. Um, and I think just going off what we said earlier, you have to know when you just need to go stretch and get out of Ugh, all of the mess
0: all of it. we have to make like, a t-shirt somehow right that
1: is truly speaking I to me go
0: stretch. i can't
1: like i i i truly like i think i was dealing with some like some like friend stuff recently and i was dealing with some like you know work stuff recently and i'm just like I, this is so much like I'm still just wearing a mask and doing my best. Like, (laughs) I just gotta go stretch and get out of here. And you have to gauge that for yourself. Again, like, take care of yourself. Knowing you just gotta go stretch, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That has to be the new
0: tagline. Oh. I'm obsessed. I'm I'm about to text Uh, you both whenever something happens and just be like, I gotta go. I I I have to go. I have
1: to go. go Yes, you do, girl. Yes, you do. You take care of those ankles.
2: (laughs) Yes well that's it for us the curtain has closed on this episode but we hope that you will join us next week
0: and every week after that
2: episodes come out every thursday
0: you can find us on your favorite podcast app
2: don't forget to like comment and subscribe
0: we are at point pyt on all social media platforms
2: and we want to take this time now to say a special thank you to nancy no good bottoms for joining us for our episode our first full halloween episode
0: so Thank
2: fun. you. Thank you so much for having me. This was yeah.
1: wonderful and I'm willing to talk to y'all about dance horror literally anytime.
0: Yes, <laughs> I love
2: it. We're, there are so many more like you need to watch Flesh and Bones because that's a great one for Flesh a and show.
0: Bone is more of like a psychological thriller trauma sitch, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. wild. It's I'm still it just as wild. Uh, Nancy,
2: tell the girls where they can find you on all your social medias. Yes, you can find me on Instagram
1: at She's Up to No Good. Also, Facebook.com slash She's Up to No Good. And then you can find me on Twitter at Nancy No Good and Venmo at Nancy No Good. We love that. Oh, and I have a podcast. Can I plug it? Yes. Oh, oh my god! I just, I can't believe I was like, I forgot I had a podcast. I also have a podcast. At the time of this recording, we are about halfway through releasing season one. Um, it is called y 2 Gay Reruns," and you can find us on Instagram at Y2GayRerunsPod.
2: Nice! And so we'll have Nancy send us some links so we can share the information on our yes. social medias as well. Well,
1: I'm your co. Likewise, yes. Of
2: course, Uh, I'm your co-host Tony Williams II.
0: I'm your co-hosting Al Colangelo.
2: See you next week on Point Your Toes: The Adventures of an NYC
0: Dancer.